The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hey, dishers, I know you're busy cooks with busy lives and you don't have time to read every label. You just want to buy your organic apples and celery and ground nut butter for dipping. And I know it's that easy. You want something that's not full of chemicals and preservatives, and apples and celery are part of the Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen is a list of fruits and veggies that are typically grown using lots of pesticides and other chemicals, but when you shop at Lakewinds Co-op, you can shop with confidence knowing that you are cooking with high-quality food from farms and businesses that pay fair wages, and they grow their food in ways that are good for the planet with no pesticides, chemical-free. They have product standards in all their departments, and their produce is 95% organic and as local as they can get it when, of course, it's not winter. But you can feel good about shopping there. There's no membership required. Everyone's welcome to shop at the co-op. And you can find all of their products in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, or Richfield in the store, or you can now get delivery from Instacart. Find more information at lakewinds.com. Chips and we ride up on, eat on, Everybody and what a morning it is! Welcome, welcome to the weekly, weekly dish. dish. Oh, dishers, we are here for you. I'm uh, Stephanie Hansen. I'm Stephanie March. And wow, what a welcome week to it's the been. new world. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the new world, my friends. Oh, we it's are been happy a week. To be with you today. It's been a week, and I am glad that we are allowed to be here in studio and hanging out in a socially appropriate distance from each other after we have just. Nuked. We are six feet. We, we are, just did the arm test. We're way more than six feet. We're good. And our uh, and I've been pretty socially distant at home. Have you? Yeah, I have gone to pick up to go orders, with which I would wear a mask when I picked them up. And gloves, which feels real weird still in America when you walk into anywhere with a mask on. Yeah. Um, I went to a grocery store and did a quick run for fresh produce. And this little girl goes, Mommy, Mommy, that lady's wearing a mask. Is she sick? Really? Even now? (laughs) Yes. Wow. And I just like, oh, hi, kid. Do you think people are not telling their kids or not being honest with their kids What's what's going on i'm not sure oh, i don't know i'm sure they are she was pretty little like yeah. i don't know it's all been very very strange yes and i just that's all i can say very very strange <laughs> <laughs> it is strange and we are in a space where i believe that you know it has been um the constant churn of news has really totally been something that i mean if we think about where we were here a week ago we were sitting in this very studio a week ago and then we had mike brown come on the phone you know and very emotionally talk about closing his restaurant and now we're in a place where there are no restaurants i mean and the week before that i had, i left the radio show and went to las vegas yeah so which is completely shut down and like a ghost town right it's hard to believe how fast the events have gone but at the same time, doesn't it feel like 10 years? Yeah, no, it feels like I've <laughs> aged. I've literally done nothing but be on uh, the social I, media. Yeah, I've been on and like writing blogs until three yeah. in the morning every single day this week. So I actually took my I took a mental health break yesterday and stopped working at 6 p.m. <laughs> you know what? I did the same thing. But then I had a fight with my husband, which I think there's yeah. a little bit of that out there, too. 
Just yeah. being completely transparent. Yeah. Jake and I went on a lot. We've been going on walks. You know, it's nice. That's a that's a bonus of the boondocks. You just do not run on, into anybody anyway. And uh, so we just sort of, you know, you, you're doing what you're doing. And I know that everybody is doing what they have to do and doing what they can do. And today, you know, I think you guys, we want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, we want to talk about the restaurant situation and we want to give some space to that. We also want to talk about cooking, you mm-hmm. know, and what you're doing in your house. And hopefully you guys are starting to settle into your pantries and, uh, and talk about those kind of things. Um, but we also, you know, we want to hear from you too. If you guys have feelings about things and you have questions, definitely send us a note um, or give us a call. We're, we'd be open for that. I think our phones are pretty good now. Hope he's given me the thumbs up. We've right. had we had some technical transitions over the last couple of months, but I think we're good. Six five one six four one is our number, and we will always do our best to answer whatever questions you have in as forthright a manner as possible. Per use. Good. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit quickly about uh, the takeout situation. I'm so glad you put this on the grid, Stephanie. Yeah. And yeah. the grid is what we communicate with offline so that we know what stories we're talking about. So uh, there's a couple things that I want to talk about with, as far as like takeout. Obviously, that's how restaurants are surviving right now is through, you know, pivoting just to takeout, curbside delivery, that whole thing. The, but what I want to talk a little bit about first is um, because a lot of people have said, well, that's no safe. That's not any safer. And, you know, there is an article written by Serious Eats and they talked a little bit about there's some key, there's like, you know, the like things you want to know and like what are some of the things that people are doing and everything else. And from what we can tell, I mean, it's no there's no it's no less safe if people are doing it right than um, then going to the grocery store take right. out. So I don't think you have to worry about it. A lot of people are wondering if they should only be doing the take and bake things like Grand Cafe, where you pick up a dinner, you take it home and then you cook it yourself. You basically put it all assembled into the oven, um, which then, of course, you can be 100 percent sure that, is, uh, you know, it's killed anything off that you're worried about. But I did want to assure you that, you know, Grand Cafe, did you see this little note? They talked about somebody was worried about what you know, what, what are restaurants doing? And like, isn't it, is it any safer? And she said, uh, Nikki Clocker, who is the, um, the GM over there, the partner of Grand Cafe and Eastside, she put a little note that she said only this is what they're doing. Only two staff members are allowed in the space at a time. The restaurants and kitchen are sanitized daily, morning and night. All staff logs, body temp and health reports twice daily. So they're taking their temp and logging it. Anyone who is working must have a clean temp and health logs for five days ongoing. Um, and she said, they're not serving any ready to eat food. All the items need to be taken home and reheated. Um, she said, we also freeze as a kill stage. Food is served in containers to accommodate this. Pickup will be placed on the table outside and there will be zero contact. There are small details of precautions, but those are the basics. So they're trying to understand, you know, trying to make people feel good about the fact that they're trying. It's not just we're wiping things down and washing our hands. That's that's like that was a hundred years ago. And that was what restaurants always did. Yeah. So now that cycle is amped up. I personally picked up um, some red cow last night and literally after I grabbed my bag, they wiped the area with sanitizer where my bag was sitting. Yeah. Um, there were only two people in the restaurant. One was on the phone. One was handing off the bags. Uh, someone saw me in the restaurant and stood outside and waited until I left to come in to get their order. I also went to um, Bad Weather Brewing and picked up some growlers, yeah, which are canned, right? Yeah. And they, I had a mask on when I went in, and they were like, "Hey, way to be safe!" Like it was two people in the entire place, 
and there was someone that waited again outside. I think people are being very mindful of that experience. Well, and actually what I'm going to tell you is that there's not everybody. (laughs) So I am getting reports of people who are a little bit impatient and they're maybe not understanding this, you know, allowing the distance. And I think it's because, so I think what, I think the thing to remember is this, a lot of these restaurants are not used to this type of uh, takeout service, right? I mean, there's places like Travail, which have completely re-engineered their restaurant so that you don't even come inside. You're picking up they're picking up from a window like they have someone standing outside and they're going to hand you the thing, that kind of a thing. There's other restaurants that don't have that capacity or maybe to, you know, like when I picked up for Zenbox, we just pulled up and we kind of waited. And then, uh, you know, we're kind of just waiting for someone to come out. And, and then I had to call. But then like someone went to the wrong car and then it was, you know, who whose bag is whose. And it was fine. Yeah. We didn't touch anything. But I'm just saying. Apparently, there's some people who are getting frustrated, uh, customers as well, who are then coming in or going and like wanting to stand and talk to a manager, quote unquote, if you will. And I'm just saying if everybody could just remember that they're just everyone's doing their best, both guests, each other and restaurants. And if we can just remember those things and understand that it's going to be a process, then I think that's going to be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, someone was complaining about their cold chicken from Revival this yeah. week, and I just wanted to climb through <laughs> my phone, my Twitter, my, phone. my, and just say honestly, is this the level with which you're where where you're at? And again, I had a huge fight with my husband last night. Everybody is doing the best they can, right? Yeah. But if your cold chicken is where you're really gonna draw your line in the sand of humanity. Please don't. Please, please, please don't. understand. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, everybody, again, these restaurants are under a lot of stress. And they're, you I, know, Every time Tim Niver goes live and I see the man's face. Yeah. I I just wait for him to break, break out into pure tears. Yeah. Because he looks so on edge. He's funny. He's nice. He's his kind, generous, hospitalitarian self. But yeah. I mean, so many of these people, their livelihood just blew up in a matter of 24 hours. Yes. Yes. That's stressful. It is stressful. And, you know, and it's not, again, it's like there's, and I think the people who are not even just the owners, but the servers who are left to help do all the things maybe are not, this is not their job that they normally do either. A lot of these people were managers. Yeah. Yeah. And so they are like, like, okay, well, I'd rather be working and having a job than not working and not doing this. Um, Yeah. We did, we did take out for Kristen McGreen and our order, you know, Jake was supposed to do curbside. And so he pulled up, I sent him to go do it. And then he was waiting for them to come and he was waiting and waiting and waiting and they didn't come out. And then they're like, well, it's going to be a few minutes because the smoothies have to get done, you know? And so then, and it was like, they didn't know, like, should I, do you want to come? I, it was, you know, yeah. Finally, it was just like, Jake's like, we just stood, you know, like kind of far apart and just kind of, you know, chilled. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling some of my restaurants too, like I saw someone's takeout menu and I was like, wow, you have a lot of frozen drinks on here this might not be the best takeout menu. Oh. Because by the time someone gets home with their frozen drink. They had a frozen drink? A lot of them. Like smoothies or like? Yeah. And I was like, let's just really focus on the core ingredients of what we can deliver for the best experience possible. Maybe that will change down the road. I think. let's make our menu smaller. Yeah. And that's another thing is just to remember uh, that everybody, there's a lot of things are going to change. And there's people who who are starting with like the whole rest, the whole menu is ready for takeout. And then they're, 
they're going to hone that down and then places are going to decide that they can't do it and they're going to decide to close. So we're going to do we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And we have positive news, too. Yes. It's not all doom and gloom. Some of the light that has shown through in this community has been spectacular. So we'll touch on that as well. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. We will be right back. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen here with Stephanie March. And before we uh, get going, we're going to talk a little bit more about restaurants, but we'll have some home cooking and some stuff to do with your kids, too, in hour two, because I know a lot of you are like, oh, my gosh, I've become a teacher overnight and I'm homeschooling. And this is not so amazing. You and I have never been happier that our children are self-sustainable. I 100% never been happier. That. My kid might be at home laying on the couch, playing vertical, playing video games and drinking coffee. I'm like, hey, have you been outside in three days? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. And honestly, I was thinking everyone keeps asking me how uh, how Jake's doing. And here's the Jake report, people. He's fine. He's in the basement playing Animal Crossing. And if any of you have teenagers who have ordered, they've been waiting 500 days for this game to show up. And literally, and like he keeps sending me pictures of like Brie Larson and Chrissy Teigen and everybody playing Animal Crossing as well. And I got to say, if there is a game, he showed it to me and what it was. It's it's self-isolation. The game itself is you're on your own island and you're just on your island picking weeds and apples and fishing. I'm like, well, this is a good tool. I, that sounds fun. I know. It's a really wholesome game. It's very sweet. It's very, it's like, it's a kid game and all these teenagers and adults like are it. playing it. So this is a tip if anyone's looking for that for your kids. A, a, a video game that is not like Mortal Kombat or something. Yeah, exactly. Know? Which I know... People are like, we're trying to limit screen time. I love the ingenuity of parents with their charts and their Allie Kaplan with oh, her sticky notes. My and God. Self-directed learning. Yes. I, it would be real hard. I am here for you people in spirit. Yes. I can't even imagine. Yes. No, it's uh, I, I just totally can't even think about if there was a child. Well, and I was trying to a friend of a restaurateur friend of mine was like, yeah. So we pulled our older kids aside who are like. 13 and 17 and we were like yeah so probably your senior year is done and they're grieving that and probably yeah you're not going to see your friends for a long time and like because they just think this is going to be over right well right like, like how long could this possibly last we're not sick what are you talking about yeah well there is that and there's the idea of you know yeah prom is <laughs> we're like what about prom and who knows i mean i don't know and that's you know a lot of people were asking yesterday the governor spoke and he said you know we're not at a place right now where we are going to shut down go into shelter in place and to, to be uh i did talk to a friend i zoomed with a friend uh in San Francisco who ha- who is in this shelter in place mode and her deal is that she is you know she's just in her house and they're a little bit in the in the mountains a little bit but she's or not mountains but whatever and she said that she takes her dog out for walks she walked to the grocery store those kind of things but otherwise it's pretty much that's about it and while the governor said right now we're not in that place just remember like 3 days ago 4 days ago everything was different so i don't know i don't know what the answer is a lot of people are calling for it a lot of people are saying don't you know please let us have at least still a little bit of interaction i don't know i don't know what the answer is i don't know either and i'm sadly thinking we're heading in that direction and kind of mentally preparing for it and trying to get my family prepared yeah but, but for us honestly i've only gone out twice and have you since really? last Saturday. 
Yeah, I've gone out. I mean, I've I've gone to go get you know living out in the in the boondocks. We don't have the delivery as much as everybody else, right? So they can't. So if we're we're either going to cook or we're going to get stuff delivered to us, or we're going to have to go out and pick it up. But again, I think you know again with if you didn't hear us, if you just joined us, that we are talking about you know curbside and pickup and everything else is is evolving and and it's people are kind of it's it's kind of hard for everybody right now. So if you've experienced bad curbside or takeout, just remember it's all getting smoother and hopefully. how long it's taken. Apparently orders were taking an incredibly long time last night. And, and I would just say this, like, yes, you're trying to feed your family. I get it. You're also supporting this industry that in literally 72 hours, their entire world changed, flew upside down and then just scattered all over the sidewalk. And they had to pick that up, leave some behind and go and make something completely new and completely reorder processes, operations, procedures with an incredible amount of safety in mind. Yep. So grace is all the word. It's the only word I can come up with. Like, could we just have some grace for everybody? Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. And that is a really good point. So giving you an update on the restaurants, like what their what the legal situation is. Obviously, um, you know, we there was a big push to get the sales tax, uh, you know, which was due yesterday. Suspended. Suspended um, the sales and use tax. And that is a thing that they pay monthly. Um, and that was, you know, for the people who were told to shut down. That is what happened. They did suspend it. They they put it on pause, you know, so that it, it can they can figure things out. Um and just to let you know that that was, I know a lot of other businesses were kind of bummed, you know, like they were all like, we have to pay our taxes too. And we're not, and our businesses are slow. And I know a lot of small businesses are frustrated because we seem to be talking a lot about restaurants. And obviously here, this is our lane. So we're always going to talk about food and restaurants. That's kind of where we go. But there are like, you know, massage, like private massage people and, and, you know, like hair, like nail the hair. Yeah, the and nail techs. We'll get to, we'll get to all of that, I think. Yes. We're just, this is like the tip of the spear and it's just going to roll, right? Our hospitality workers in the hotel business. Right. And that was who lost all the jobs and that was who was told to shut down. So I just want to clarify that because I we did get some emails at the magazine about, you know, people who were frustrated that we were only talking about restaurants. It's coming. And well, and I mean, everybody is the other people are hurting, too. There's no doubt. And we're not saying that you're all fine. And these guys are and these are the only ones we want to say that sell all these products to these restaurants. This right? is the next wave. Right. So that is a big part of that. But for now, you know, restaurants, as far as I know, restaurants are the ones who I don't know if retail pays on a monthly basis, but re- restaurants have to pay their sales tax every single month. So I don't know if that's the whole difference or not. No, I but. think we pay quarterlies. Yeah, so I'm paying a quarterly tax. I'm an independent proprietor. Yeah, but I don't know about like a retail, like I don't know about a, a commercial retail person if they are paying the same. Yeah, I don't you know, know either. Um, but anyway, the next move, you guys, there's a couple different things that are happening as far as legal stuff goes. The next move and what we're trying to get the governor to do is to sign, um, you know, to sign a temporary uh, sort of alcohol license, a liquor license for people. Because right now, unless you have an off sale license, you can't actually include a beverage with your um, pickup Pick and mm-hmm. they are sitting on thousands of dollars worth of wine and liquor and bottles and unopened. And there's, and since bars have been shut down completely, they have no, they have nothing no to be revenue able to over they at Palmer's. No, yeah. No I mean, revenue at Meteor Bar. Meteor, right? Mm-hmm. Those two are two of obviously my favorites. And it's, they're only like, they're like, we're selling gift cards as much as we can and like t shirts and merch. But like, 
that's, you know, they're sitting on all this revenue that they could be selling you a bottle of Jameson. They could be selling you whatever. So the next move is for uh, us to get the governor to allow that temporary move. Now, I'm going to let you know that the Kenwood has figured a little way around this. I don't know if you saw this or not. I think I saw it and I thought, huh. I know. And I think it's worth I think it's worth because here's the deal in Minnesota. You can go into a restaurant. You can order your bottle of wine like in normal days. Sit down, order your bottle of wine. You can take a sip. And then let's just say, oh, you, you know, you got a phone call from someone. You got to go. You put your cork in your bottle of wine and you stick it in your trunk. You can take it home. That's yeah. totally legal and right. Um, so what he's saying is he's just going to open that bottle of wine for you. Cork it again. St- and then you put it in your bag as with your curbside takeout. So. I mean, the the law is, you know, actually on his side. It's legal. It's a it's a move around. You know what I mean? It's kind of a. But right now he's like he's selling. He's getting rid of his bottles of wine. So why not? So there you go. Oh, there's a workaround. All right. We're going to talk about how you can help next. And then we'll get into some home cooking ideas in hour two. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. If you have questions, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today um, in the weird new world that we're in. I'm sitting here with surgical gloves in she studio. Is. She is. <laughs> with and all my wipes. I'm a little... I know. Stephanie used to make fun of me because I would come into the studio and I would wipe everything down with 409 a la Lori and Julia style because they're the ones who started it. And I've just, ever since I've worked here, I've always done that. And she'd be like, man, the, the toxicity of these well, chemicals she would in actually, studio. You would like bomb us with 409. Yep. And, and now was we're like, too where's the 409 and I mean I was all about building my immunity up and not worrying too hard about it but this is a little different I will say my mania of pandemic preparation did it work out for you it, it it worked out better than I thought. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm reasonably prepared. My freezer February, which I halted on the third week because I started feeling like, uh oh, I'm going to need this food. I, I'm doing pretty good. 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 Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Good. Um, well, there are a lot of people who aren't doing pretty good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's, I'm not calling you out <laughs> indifference to that. I'm just, that's my segue to say that there's a lot of people who are like you who are doing really, feeling good and doing good. And you're thinking, you know what? I'm going to go out and step up and help others. I have to tell you that one of the things that has saved me this week is the amount of people who are doing good things and and pushing forward and helping and tipping huge and doing I like, tried to tip a hundred bucks to the at Red Cow last night and my bill was only like I think sixty six dollars. It was like you cannot tip more than your bill. Yes. <laughs> I was yes. like darn it. I know. So and that's you know, I mean that's and I think I think that's the thing is everybody if you have the space to do it right now, you absolutely want to if you don't have the space, don't worry about it, you guys. But I'm just saying what I love too is I love the pay what you can model which is happening which is you know tenant uh the cute little south minneapolis restaurant they're doing a soup thing and they're like hey pay what you can you know uh and same thing with zen box you can order your bowl of ramen and you can decide how much is it you know and they say you know normally it's 14 dollars. is that you know what do you want to pay and so that's interesting i pay 20 bucks per ramen you know and that's like that's just what we did i said to my masseuse do you have a paypal because i go every week for my complications from my radiation mm-hmm. and my breast implants and she was like i think i do i'm like could you find your link send it to me 
So I was like, I've canceled five appointments. Here's the money from those five appointments because I need your hands when you can touch me again. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I know. it, And that's the thing is there are a lot of people like that. And my gym, like my monthly membership for my gym, they're trying to create videos, but they're a small gym, you know, so I'm like not going to call them and be like, okay, I'm not going to the gym. Can I have my money back, please? Yep. But that may come. I don't know. It just depends on how long it goes. You know, a lot of the jobs that are jobs that I work on, like they just dried up. Yeah. So. No, it's true. So there's a lot of things that we can be doing, though, to help people. Yes. Let's talk, about it. let's talk a little bit about uh, the fact that, um, you know, the second harvest heartland, I just want to throw that out there is a, is, you know, they've really collaborated with child girls catering, bachelor farmer, Alma, loaves and fishes, our friends, Kathy may, who's been on the show before. Um, they are really doing something to create called Minnesota central kitchen. And this is where they are going to be available for people who, you know, loaves and fishes is really important because they do meals all over the Metro and it's no questions asked. They just put a meal up and you're, and it's like, come if you want, come if you are feeling too distant from people, come if you need just to see faces. Well, now they're doing, you know, they're still doing dinners, but they're doing obviously pickup dinners, things that you can take home. Um, Char girls is, madly at work in their kitchen making sure that all the food that was supplied by Bachelor Farmer and Alma and everything else is put into healthy meals that are in places over 30 locations in Minnesota that can be picked up. So this is important and supporting Second Harvest Heartland is uh, what we can do. We can help them do emergency food boxes. If you go to Second Harvest Heartland site, you can see immediately that there's that they can absolutely just put, you know, an emergency food box together for someone. So and we can support that by just throwing a couple bucks. Um, the other thing you can do if you want to get some swag out of the deal Ascob Finlayson, which is part of Bachelor Farmer, they ha- are selling T-shirts. I have already ordered. I think I was like number one. I was like, I saw the press release come out. I ordered a T-shirt. It's really cute. It says Northern Hospitality, cold hands, warm hearts. And you can oh, buy. That is cute. Isn't that cute? You mm-hmm. can buy this T-shirt for 25 bucks and it all goes to Second Harvest Heartland. So if you want to get some swag out of it, uh, Italian Eatery also selling T-shirts, by the way, for uh, it says Pasta Unites, this cute little shirt. And um they have an up, update that on my uh, on the MSP Mag site where we have how to help MSP restaurants and workers. But they have uh, Italian Eatery has a, a thing where they say Pasta Unites, and it all goes to support their workers who are laid off. So that's a really important thing too. I think a lot of these restaurants are pooling their tips. You know, if you're going and doing your takeout, the yep. tips are not going to the people who are standing there. They're going to the workers who are no longer there. Someone asked a question about that, too. They were like, well, isn't that always don't you always give your tips to your workers? I think in some of these situations, the workers that you're interacting with curbside are management staff that yeah. would normally not be a tipped employee. Right. So they're not taking tips. They're putting it all into a tip pool that will then go to their tipped employees yes. at a later date. And also in Minnesota, there's a thing against pooling tips per full service. So that's if you're full service, you're not allowed to pool these tips sort of a thing. But this is takeout. So now for the first time, they're able to sort of say, we're going to take all these tips and we're going to put them in a big bucket and then they're giving it to the people who aren't even there you know pig ate my pizza they have been posting about how right. and e-tips that they have are not even going in money cash form they're going to buy uh hyvee gift cards for groceries okay. for everybody that's great so that goes to all of their 88 employees that are no longer there and that i think is a really important too um 
And and then there's the virtual tip jars. I don't know if you've taken advantage of this or not, but they're uh, oh, never mind. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but there's also, by the way, the Justin Sutherland thing, which is about yeah, you know let's he's talk about that. Yeah, so it was really cool because I talked to him on the phone and I was on uh, I was on a, a thing where noticing that there was a lot of restaurants as they were closing and they had all this food in their coolers. What did they want to do with it all? Right. You know, and a lot of them were giving it to their employees. Mill Valley Kitchen, you know, uh, Mike Shaughnessy had said, you know what, we just let the our employees who we had to lay off they got to take everything home and use that as their, you know, grocery store. I'm glad about that. Yeah. And then a lot of other people were saying there's just too much and it's, there's so much. So they had decided to put together um, a public market at public kitchen in lower town. And so I don't know if it's still going on. I know that they were going to try to continue until the food was gone, but they were only allowing five people in at a time. They laid everything out in the restaurant and let everybody just kind of shop. Bring your own bag. I know, David Fema, like literally apparently drove up two, two trailers, two food. trailers full of food from Target Center. Think about that. Target Center, all of their food that they had sitting there. That's a huge arena. So that's uh, so they were a lot of people were just picking up eggs and strawberries and fresh food. And it was just totally free. And I thought that was a marvelous thing. So that's still, you should check out that Justin Sutherland's page. I think it's still happening. At Public Kitchen in Lower Town uh, in Mini, or in St. Paul, excuse yeah. me. Um, and then there's other places to support, like, you know, Crooked Water Spirits, our friend Heather Manley. She has pledged entirely 100% of their profits in March to go to the uh, industry charities, to the nonprofits, to then manage the funds. And she's saying, we're not going to say this is only for this. You know, it's we're, basically if you go out and you need to stock up on a Crooked Water Spirits, then go and buy you know, or some booze by that because it'll go back to the, to the community. Um, there's a lot of, there's a new thing where there's a lot of blood drives happening. A lot of parking lots are open. So the blood mobiles are kind of out. There is a, there's a blood shortage. I know our boss, Ginny Hubbard sent a text or that she was going to give blood yesterday. Good. That's really good. And there's places like Surly Brewing, you know, Surly's like, basically they're like, we have an open parking lot and, uh, there's a shortage of blood. So on, I'm just looking at the right date so that I don't give you guys the wrong one. So it's March 23rd. Um, and it's going to be from noon to 5 PM. And they're basically saying, uh, there'll be two buses to ensure social distancing, ample hand sanitizer and all other necessary precautions, uh, to, for the check-in. And basically they're going to, we're looking to collect 48 pints. Every donor will get a surly pint glass, um, an NBC t-shirt and coupons for 25% off the barbecue takeout menu. I so love it. this is a good drive. Why not? Right. It's a Steph, what is happening just in general to like food trucks? That's an area that I feel like I haven't heard a lot about. Um, well, there is, uh, there is, um, they're just kind of hanging out. I mean, there, there, there's some places that are trying like anchor fish and chips. They are part their food truck behind their a restaurant and that's what they're operating from okay. so that, you know, they're keeping everything else. So it's a lot cleaner, yep. you know, and they're a lot, they're able to control a smaller space of it. Uh, Justin Sutherland obviously used his food truck in front of, to serve food out of uh public kitchen. I think a lot of the food trucks are just because the, they get their money off of events and they get their money off of parking at breweries and, and catering. Yeah. And so I think they're all shut down. We are going to see a lot more GoFundMe's up. I mean, I've seen a lot of, a few of them go up. Soul Lao, which normally parks at Blackstack has put up a GoFundMe. Um, and there's a couple others, 
but that's, I mean, that's the case that we're looking at is that the food trucks are kind of hunkering down and waiting to see. I think they were all in hibernation mostly, you know, because of the fact that it's been winter and a lot of them have just been waiting for it to get nice enough to go out. But I don't know. Right. Nobody knows what what's going to really come from the length of time that this might go on. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. So I think that it's, I think that there's, you know, I think I would, if you're looking to support people and worried about your favorites, check in on them, you know, check in on your, uh, on your favorite restaurants and see how they're doing and see if they need, you know, if they need help. Um, the last one I wanted to make sure that you knew is, uh, you know, our friends at, um, craft made aprons, Kate Meyer, you know, they're, they've been supporting the chef industry for a long time. Uh, they have a black and blue fund and that is where, uh, you know, all of their apron sales are going to the black and blue fund now. Um, and that is a place where people who are having a rough time, you know, in the service industry can apply. And I think that that's an important thing to remember that there's places that can give relief and help to other people. So if you want to give them money or if you want to throw things at them, that's a good idea. We're going to open the phone lines for the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. If you have questions or you just want to talk or you just want to say, hey, I want to shout out to this person for making light in terms or making lemons instead of lemonade or lemonade instead of lemons, whatever the term is, 651-641-1071, If you're struggling with your pantry ingredients and you want to know what to do with your rice, we are, we're here for you. We're going to do it. 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls live on the air next. 651-641-1071. We are here to take your calls, your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your hopes, your wishes, and your dreams. How are you feeling, you guys? We are here for How you. How are you feeling? 651-641-1071. Don is our first call on the line. Hi, Don. Oh, hello. Hi. How you doing? You're live on the air, friend. Yeah, thank you. I've um, listening to your show quite a lot in the past, so thank you very much. Uh, I'd, I'd like to just put a shout-out to... People should kind of think a little bit about uh, complaining about not being able to go to their favorite restaurant or bar when uh, they should also think, you know, a little less of their hardships and think about some of the other hardships that are out there. And uh, one of them is the servicemen and women of of, the United States going far away now are in a different country, worried about something back here, their family tree and stuff, and uh, them worrying about what they're going to maybe their their medicals and stuff in that other country. So just before people kind of jump on that crying bandwagon that they should maybe think you know, a little bit more about that and any way they can help it back here too. There's people that have families back here that are going through the same hardships plus thinking about somebody overseas. I so. really appreciate that, Don. Thank you yes, for 100%. reminding us to uh, honor our service people as usual. Yes. Um, They're out there in the front lines. Absolutely. Can I also shout out, John, I'm going to ask, add to that is the healthcare workers who are people who, as we talk about staying home and quarantining, they're not allowed to. So military, nursing, all of those people. Yeah. All of the people who are are garbage men, all of the people who are out there who don't have a job that they can work from home. So I want to shout those out too, Don. Thank you. For sure. 651-641-1071. If you want to call, a question came in that I know Stephanie will be 
uniquely qualified to answer. Okay. Uh, it's we live in Eden Prairie, and we're trying to find a list of restaurants in the Southwest Metro that are doing takeout during COVID-19. We can't find anything online. We want to support local restaurants. Do you have a list of this area and or the entire metro? Yeah. Well, we have a couple places that we are putting up. You guys, there is on MSP Mag. We have an MSP takeout curbside and delivery guide. And I've broken it down a little bit in terms of like how, you know, what regions you have. You know, WCCO does have the interactive map so you can pick your place from that. I think we did post that on the Weekly Dish uh, Facebook page already. Um, But I'll just tell you that if we're looking at the Southwest Mestro, um, there's places, I'm sorry, that are like... uh, Baccio. That's kind Isn't of that southwest. Not, that's kind of straight west. But I mean, you know, things like uh, the ugh, southwest is sort of Eden Prairie yeah. and all that kind of thing. And I think that there's places. I know that Piata Street Food, which is sort of out that way, they are doing takeout. You know, which they normally are. A lot of those kids are the. Um, that rocket I'm trying to not sound out there, but Christos is Minnetonka. Yep. And that one, Christos is doing all their takeout. You know, they're all doing curbside. I guess I would say if your favorite restaurant is Tavern Four and Five, they're doing takeout and all that kind of stuff. You know, Eden Prairie, especially, and that's when I think of Southwest, there's a lot of I, there's a lot of chains out there and they are uniquely set up to actually have that sort of process already in place. So thinking right. about that, it's a good idea. Uh Jamie we have Jamie on the line. Hope's taking your calls as fast as she can. Hi, Jamie. Hey, how are you guys? Great. Good. How, how are, are you? Good. So I just have a couple of things real quick. One is that um, and we just want people to remember that there are organizations like Meals on Wheels and yes. Open Arms Minnesota who cannot live right now without their volunteers. And like, I know I, I volunteer at Open Arms with my teenage daughter, and a lot of their volunteers are typically um, retired people and elderly people, and a lot of those people have had to cancel their shifts working in the kitchen or working delivery or whatever. So they need us more than ever. So for people that are healthy and are you know going stir-crazy like the rest of us, look into those opportunities. It gives you something to do, and they can't survive without us. Thank you for you know, that reminder, that Jamie. Is it's marvelous. a great reminder. Thank we really you. appreciate you calling in. Denna, Denise, Denise. Hi, Denise. Hi. Um, I just wanted to remind people that if times are tough, grocery stores are hiring. They're desperate right now. They have enough food, but they don't have enough people to put it on the shelves. And so it's a great opportunity. It qualifies for emergency child care. And most places just gave uh, everybody a $2 raise. They're that desperate. So if you need money, you're out of work right now, it might be a great opportunity to, you know, get some extra income while you wait. Absolutely. I know Amazon, Hy-Vee, Kowalski's, Lunds, Cub Foods, Target, Aldi, um, the co-ops are all hiring. So that's a great place to go online and and apply. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Beth is calling in. Hi, Beth. How you doing? All right. I'm hoping I'm not completely selfish by asking a question that would come on a regular Saturday program. No, 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 ma'am. Do it. (laughs) Um, I'm looking to organize an extended family reunion for next year, not this year. Okay. (laughs) And I've never planned anything like a wedding or event. So I just am looking for ideas of hotels with restaurants attached in the Mall of America airport area where hotel rooms wouldn't be outrageous um, in terms of price and the meals, the dinners wouldn't be 
extremely expensive. So I'm just looking for ideas. Yeah. Um, to check into. Sure. I have a immediate idea, which is Radisson has a hotel that's connected to the mall, and then you'd have access to all the restaurants around there, and then you could use Fort Snelling State Park. Um, oh, that's very okay. close and have right. a gathering there. They've got facilities for if you want to have grills and all that, or you could have a mm-hmm. food truck pull up in the park. Okay. And I'll let you know, there's also, if you don't want to be attached to the actual mall, um, there is a Hyatt Regency kind of over, you know, just a little bit of distance from the mall. And they have right. a really, really great, cute little restaurant called Urbana Craft Kitchen and Market. And okay. this Urbana Craft Kitchen, like, it's just, it's really, it's really pretty. I mean, like, it's modern and it's cool. And it's, uh, but they have, like, an outdoor area. They have fire pits and all that kind of stuff. It feels very, fun. very boutique but it's still a Hyatt Regency. Okay, and they would have meals for the family members that have young children? Of course. Totally. Okay, and I'm sorry, which Hyatt did you say? It's the Hyatt Regency Bloomington. Bloomington, okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Beth. And on that note, we'll be here for you in the next hour if anybody wants to call in 651-641-1071. But let's end on best call where we think about... Family reunions happening next summer, because that sounds real fun, doesn't it? I know. It? Doesn't that sound good? We're going to move into the home cooking segment of the show and just some of the things that you guys can do at home in the next hour of Weekly Dish. We'll be right back. Oh, what? No, I still got time. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving. I'm breaking too fast. I mean, that's all right. It's hey, the story of my life. But also, uh, remember, you guys, that, uh, you know, one of the things that you can do is... Um, people serving people, too. Yes, people. That was the other one. I was trying to think of what it was. People serving people. Any of the places that you want to look at that need help and volunteering, you know, they, I mean... And people d- serving people has a kitchen that serves a lot of people that are living in their facilities. And they used to have volunteer forces there to serve, and those are no longer there so that you have to remember they just need help so just signing up with them is a great idea too all right there you go yes hopefully we got to some of the questions we'll again leave the phone lines open if you want to call in 651-641-1071 we'll shift gears and talk about pantry cooking and some resources for kids in the kitchen when we come back on the weekly dish i'm stephanie hansen with stephanie march and also go to weekly dish facebook page where all these resources are posted Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.